Welcome back, everyone, to the Nerding Grounds podcast. This is a weekly show where we talk about new and old video games. And this week, specifically, we're talking about a new one, Armored Core 6. I'm Quinn, and I'm joined by Matt. Hi. Hi. How you doing today? Uh, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Considering we've finally got a new mech game. We finally got a new mech game. Ah, oh, it's been a while. It's it been has a while. been a very long time. I I mean, I guess there's been other ones that have come out, but nothing Armored Core, right? A lot of tactical yeah. sort of, like, tile-based tactics type of games, right? Uh, which is fine, but not how I like my mechs, you know? Yeah, like, nothing... nothing um... That makes you feel like a towering giant robot stepping yeah. on small buildings and crushing cars and shooting things with lasers and grenades and bullets and yeah. laser swords. And thrusters. Boy, do I love thrusters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the topic at hand, is there anything else that has been piquing your interest this past week or has it just been armored core basically been avoiding everything else right there's just mm -hmm. too much going on i did download um what's the rpg sea of stars yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i downloaded sea of stars right because it is on game pass, uh, game pass. <clears throat> i saw that but yeah i you know i haven't played it and I, I don't think I'm going to have the opportunity because there's an urge to yeah. really want to play it. But I'm just like, well, I mean, Armored Core 6 is great. And I definitely want to give that its due diligence before, you know, we get Starhold. Right. And yeah, and I know that when I think I said this last week when it comes to games like that, if I if I dip my toe in the water and then get hijacked by something else like Starhole. Um, I, that game might just be lost. And so I'd rather wait until I have the time to really dive into it. So I think I'm just going to hold off and maybe get it on switch or something in the, in the fall. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I've also been mostly dealing with armored core. I did get into, a uh, little retro modding again and went ahead and modded my 3DS and now I have um I have a modded 3DS and it's really cool. I'm I'm super glad I did it. It was easier than I thought it was going to be, although I have never been less sure of what I'm doing <laughs> while yeah. I'm doing it. Sometimes you just need to dive on in and hope for the best. Well, that being said, I didn't run into any difficulties. I just had no idea what the hell was going on. I was just looking down at, essentially, you know, I understand, for the most part, you're running, booting custom firmware that, you know, you format an SD card, load it up with custom firmware, run that custom firmware, use the 3DS's internet browser as sort of a backdoor to trick your 3DS into booting all that firmware and installing it. And then from there, you can take ROMs that you've gathered totally legally, totally legally gathered ROMs by, uh, you know, 
taking them directly from cartridges and games that you own. That's absolutely what I did. And, um, you know, you just, it's cool because you're installing it directly. So you're really not even emulating, you're running it on native 3DS hardware. So right. I have all of my DS and 3DS games loaded up, ready to go whenever I want to play. And it's cool because the 3DS is just, I guess I forgot how awesome that piece of hardware is. Yeah. Because it's it been collecting great. dust for so long. I know. The Switch yeah. killed it, but it, it was uh, it was great. It's good. Well built. Yeah. Great. That's it the thing. Is, I picked it up and I, I felt the D-pad and I clicked the buttons and I was just like, oh my God, this is what Nintendo systems used to feel like. I and love the Switch. Joy-Con kind of trash. Sorry, the little nubby on the 3DS far surpasses yeah, okay. the like PSP one, you know? The yeah, the, PSP one. Yeah, that it's as far as nubbies go, yeah. it's much better. Little, yeah, it's not bad. Little rotating nipple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah, all so, of, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I, ha- I kind of have completed my handheld retro setup for the time being. It's like I, I was running into an issue with playing 3DS and DS games because while it worked on my Odin, it wasn't ideal. And so now I feel much better. I don't have too many issues on computer, right? Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess there's certain hardware limitations on a smaller handheld system. Though, I believe that that's Android-based, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not as much the limitations for running the software as it just is you have to kind of adjust how you're playing it. And so you don't have a dual screen. And so you either have to make one, you have to put them side by side or make one smaller or switch which screen you're primarily looking at. And you know um, what? I didn't even think about that. I yeah. don't know if I have. Yeah, I haven't really played like a like an actual 3DS title yeah. where dual screen comes into play. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's totally doable for almost every game that I was interested in. It just doesn't feel. I don't know. It something was missing with the experience, and I'm like, I'd rather play this on a on a DS. Even still, like, you know, on a on a PC where I just have more space to work mm-hmm. with. That just makes more sense than whether yeah. you're trying to yeah sit there and fiddle with two screens on one small screen. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, don't get me wrong, like this thing has a lot of space right. to play. About a switch, right? Yeah. About, yeah, about exactly. And so but you know, I don't know. Just wanted yeah. to play it like no, it's no, supposed no. to be played. Kind of like a like a Vita. I wanna look into emulation for Vita, but there's a lot of games that require touch sensitive. I don't know. We'll see. But that's where I am right now. It's cool. I'm playing uh, the first Mario and Luigi RPG that was remastered for 3DS or remade for 3DS, the Game Boy Advance one. So. Yeah, that was good. The yeah. first one's good. Yeah. Yeah. But enough about all that. Let's talk about From Software. Room software, specifically <laughs> Armored Core 6. We finally got it, right? It went yeah. from, literally went from never even hoping. There was a lot of hope that one day 
we would get a new armored core but i really didn't think we would ever get one at all and here we are right let's switch over to the armored core ner ner is that what we're calling it kind of kind of have to now yeah the armored core ner ner you know i don't Um, get it so for those of you who are out of the loop I don't know why you'd be listening to this very, very specific episode, but if you are, love you, glad to have you here. Uh, From Software went and dusted off their old franchise, Armored Core, for which I think there have been like 15 titles over the course of the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. It was, it's, I think it was only a Sony franchise, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Is yeah, this and one on it's not like on Xbox or anything. Well, Armored Core f- for like the four answers was the Xbox version of like four, right? Or was it I thought I played that, that on I played that on PlayStation Three. That was on Xbox Three Sixty though, I think. But that's probably that's like the first time, you know. Yeah, you can play it on Xbox. It and was there... definitely like PlayStation One, Two. Yes. And then, yeah, they had some other titles. I think there was one for the PSP and all that yeah, stuff. You are correct. There, there are multiple on Xbox. Um, but it basically skipped an entire generation of consoles and didn't show up on the PS4 or Xbox One at all um, until now. So we finally have us a next-gen, whatever the hell that means, Armored Core title. And by golly, is it is it next-gen in, in a lot of cases, it, at yeah. the same time, the format of the game is still very much... It it brings me back to that PlayStation 2 yeah. era of game design. I was literally going to talk about that, right? In, it, in almost a good way, it does remind me a lot about a whole different era of gaming, right? Yes. Though, might as well get it out of the way, if I had one sort of gripe, I say sorter because I don't even know how I don't know what a non-mission based armored core really could look like or would would look like, but it we it doesn't feel bad, but I do wish there was a bit more of an immersive experience where there Yeah, was... it can feel a little boxed in as far as everything is menu based and the cuts, yeah. you know, you we we had a few thoughts uh, after the whole was it um, summer game fest right. reveal, you know we, we did talk about it then and saying you know is this going how much of is this going to employ modern from software elements you know are we right. going to have exploration are we going to have this and no it just it it really doesn't rewrite that format yeah like a little bit though. There, so I mean, again, I do remember saying, you know, it's 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 what what I wanted was them to take what they've learned from, you know, their Dark Souls or their Souls series and just bring that into Armored Core, and basically that's exactly what they did. They took all the little nuances and then just brought it into literally just Armored Core. They didn't change the Armored Core structure, but there is you know intermission exploration, right? There's a lot of reasons to go kind of go back. Um, boss fights are huge, very yeah. just like 
from software, probably some of them like from software at their finest here. Oh, for sure. But I think you could still give this to someone and they might not realize, you know, if they didn't know the developer, they might not think that this was oh, connected no. to yeah. the Souls franchise unless you were like, oh, yeah, this is from software. Yeah, they might get some, you know, of the same sort of. I don't I don't even know because it plays very much so its own thing, but there are some similarities when it comes to like combat if in like the boss fight scenarios, mm -hmm. you know. But um yeah, it, it is it is very different, you know, it is very armored core, it's not a souls like whatsoever. But right, right. But you know it but I, I definitely see what you mean by the way that you it's it just different elements that they they know work at this point, right? Because they're the ones that yeah. put those elements on the map for game development, and they they definitely ported those over. And that all being said, I think the the thing that surprised me most about this armored core, um, it's a lot more forgiving than I think I expected because FromSoft has an intimidation factor that comes right. with each of the games, uh, especially something like Sekiro, where I was afraid to move to the next section because, oh my God, I, I put everything I had into killing that freaking monkey. I have no idea what's coming next. It's going to kick my ass. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, you do have a stress level of like how, how, you know, am I going to have to completely throw out my mech and start over to try and tackle this next challenge? But you have checkpoints throughout missions. And unless you're trying to go back and get like an S ranking, which you can do, you beat the mission and then that becomes available for replay. And then you can do it as many times as you want to get an S ranking. But if you're not trying to do that, you can retry that checkpoint as much as you want. And every time you go to that checkpoint, you're going to get your health back, your healing kits, and you're going to get all of your ammunition back. Yeah. And so it doesn't really penalize you for doing that. And so you can sit there and fight, um, you know, a hard boss as many times as it takes. You can reassemble and re-equip your mech in between those fights, too, without having to redo the entire level. So that was surprising. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, that's one thing where it completely separates itself from Souls-like. There isn't really, uh, there's no downside to dying, right? Yeah. Like, at most... At the end of the mission, you get less money based off repair costs, and I'm pretty sure that caps. Like, like it, 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 once you die once, there's there's no difference from you dying fifty times from there. I don't think that yeah, I, I don't that think I so. noticed. I, it doesn't. I never noticed it like bottoming bottoming out to zero. You know. No, but I I did watch. So from watching, um, Vati Vidya's channel, which is my favorite channel for any from software lore um tips beginners tips advanced tips whatever if you're playing a from soft game check out body video he's great um you can go in the negative if you try hard enough <laughs> you can but i think it's it depends mm -hmm. on the mission because certain missions put a real emphasis on like ammo other missions put a real emphasis on health and so if you bring out like your strongest guns and just expend everything and die a bunch of times and you just play as poorly as you can, you can go into the negative, but it's like negative 50 K. 
it's not anything. And I think you have to really try to get into the negative. So most of the time, you're going to get 75% of the reward that the mission offers just from spending ammo and getting hurt. I, uh, which is kind of interesting considering I'm pretty sure the original armored cores, you could always go into negative, right? Like that was Mm -hmm. always a factor for losing a mission. Uh, probably what led to uh, that philosophy probably actually led to the dark souls philosophy of there being significant uh, downsides. Yeah. To dying and risk that of course alleviate over time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and in here, they decide to almost get rid of all of that altogether. But yeah. I do think that allowed them to really push the limits on some of these like boss fights and stuff like that, right? Because I mean, I've definitely gotten my butt kicked relentlessly by some bosses until I kind of just figured out maybe what was going on with the boss, but. What, Go back to maybe, the drawing maybe, board. Yeah, what was going on with the game in general? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. They feel so like even things like you're just constantly getting hit, no matter what. There's so many things you just can't avoid and can't dodge. It's so many things just going on there. And it's really you're kind of almost dodging like the big hits and missiles and stuff. Uh, I I feel like if there was any real significance to you dying, that would just be too much or that would feel like too much right like even getting hit like once or twice and getting that much closer to death would probably um make a lot of people freak out for lack of a better word yeah and apparently some of those early bosses did cause some um cause some people to i guess become intimidated by the game before realizing that you know a, a difficulty barrier is really just an opportunity for you to go back to the drawing board and see what weapons you can switch out. What and it, I mean, <clears throat> when you I guess this is a good time for us to go into constructing your mechs because that is half, if not more, of this game. I personally think I spend more time in menus, um, and that's not even including customization. Uh, like color schemes and emblems like we were talking about earlier, we both have put in an obnoxious amount of time into creating our custom emblems. And I can, I'm normally not even like, I, I would say I'm normally not that type of person because if I get into it, I, I I go down a a rabbit hole, but, but when it's something like this and it gives you that freedom to really, you know, get lost in it and immersed in it, it I, I can't help myself. I'm like, I know I want this to look like how it would look if I was a mercenary fighting in a giant mech. Yeah. To which um, my emblem is very important. And they basically give you like, now that I think of a, like a Photoshop with pre-selected yeah. images to, for you to just do whatever it is together. you can think, think of. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, mech, mech, the the whole mech design menu has always been the big thing about Armored Core. Probably one of the things that have even either drawn you to the series or turned you away entirely, right? There is a lot of numbers, you know, but yeah. just like previous Armored Cores, this one's probably even better at it. It it can either be as simple as you want it to be or 
as complex as you need it to be, right? Because you can just go like, okay, hey, I'm in the I'm I'm in blue right now, like I'm not overloaded. Yeah, I, yeah. I but either by weight or energy. That's all I need to know. I'm good to go. As long as this feels right in a mission, who cares? Or you can just look at like the individual stats and realize, okay, well, like, yeah, this this part maybe have overall lower defenses, but it is better in energy defenses or what have you and this and that right my boosters are stronger whatever better at melee combat like my that's kind of the amazing i think that's the big catch of the game once you really start getting into it and getting a you, you realize that the intuitiveness is just kind of unlike anything i've seen in another game especially recently um you can look at this screen of numbers and and specs and be completely overwhelmed. And that's normal because I felt that when I was starting to play too, because, you know, everything is considered, uh, you know, weight, thrust, um, handling of each of the different weapons, impact uh, percentage, you know, everything you can possibly think of. And it's not just there as an arbitrary number, like, oh, this this weapon changes those stats for the better. No, everything is a trade-off. Everything is personal preference and what you're comfortable using. Now, you can make a build that doesn't work and it'll tell you energy output's not working, this has to be fixed, and you start to figure out what goes with what. Um, And a lot of it is is weight-based. Right. But you start to get an idea for this uh, and then you take it out into the field, either through testing or replaying an old mission or playing a new mission, and you can feel the differences with every weapon. You can feel the differences with your weight as you're boosting and as you're dodging. You just you know it's like okay, I change yeah. this part, I change my generator, my chipset, and now my mech feels totally different. And it's overwhelming, you but you feel. yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Uh, just on that, even feeling the difference because I said I do love thrusters, right? Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> You can feel the difference in the thrusters being like, okay, some are good at just quick bursting, right? And then, but some have like overall better thrust, but then other other ones have like less thrust, but a longer boost duration, right? So you're going farther at a slower rate or you're going uh, slightly less far, but much quicker, some are like the cooldown times when you can like mm-hmm. in between bursts are lower or higher. And but, then you, you know, have I mean, like your recharge. Yeah. Then you have your recharge and that's not everything either. Right. Cause it's not about your quick burst either. It's about your overall movement and you're also in the game. You do have the ability to quickly like blast forward. Right. Or in yes. different directions towards an enemy. Some thrusters are better at that, right? If you really want to close the gap in on something very quickly. Which yeah. does, I mean, and it is kind of all preference, right? But at the same time, when you start to think about making a build, it's like, okay, well, hey, if I want to be like melee or something, do I want the thrusters um, that allow me to close that gap really quickly or do i want the thrusters that are specifically designed for like melee thrusting uh yeah and then you have like your general thrust speed and weight which will allow you to just yeah you allow you to strafe and not get hit by a lot of stuff 
Then if you're heavier, you might get hit by peppered by a lot of the missiles and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's starting out, yeah, starting out, I was trying to make a light speedy thing because I'm like, Oh, that's, that's just kind of mm -hmm. what I go for in games anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to now, you know, I'll clip them here. Um, in the edit, you know, I have four main things that I'm, I'm switching between. Like I have my main guy, which is, you know, that, that's kind of like a tanky, but still speedy build, um, that uses like mid range stuff and just two obnoxiously powerful cannons on the back. And I've learned how to, you know, that's kind of my all around. I can, if something's too difficult, I break that out. And it's very likely I'm going to have an easier time getting past that challenge. And then I have my um, my uh, quadruped one that can float in the air and just rain down bazooka, you know, it, from from the air. And it since it's so heavy, it has less recoil, so it has no problem shooting those really heavy weapons. Then I have my assassin build that has just like two small pistols and two really light um you know little um missile bursts missile. yeah and then like an all-around one that i play around with so yeah fast forward to now i have all this institutional knowledge i uh yeah, well i often just find myself hot swapping what i need i mean now i've kind of like settled into things that just kind of work uh but i i think a lot of that too first of all the game does actually do a earlier on there's certain instances where you might feel the need to swap to specific weapons and do specific things but later on it starts to just give you like more and more tools towards um a specific build i mean you can do whatever you want that's perfectly yeah. fine it'd be cool i'll probably build like big old like heavy arms dude but it uh i think it it, it does the game as a whole does a very good job of just kind of letting you do what it is you want to do whether that's and you can experiment things. yeah you can yeah freely it it encourages it heavily you there know? is no um risk factor in the shop because when you go back to the menu you can buy and sell parts you get a hundred percent refund on everything that you sell so you can buy something try it out if it sucks sell it back you get all the the funds back um tell me about your build i guess that's that's the best way to explain yeah that is the best way to explain so yeah, for example, I'm a energy-based, right? So heavy on the the energy-based weapons, but uh, kind of medium close-range build. There is definitely a focus on uh, the beam saber attacks and melee focus. Like especially my arms are very, very good at at melee damage. Mm -hmm. And I'm on. I I guess I'm kind of medium, but on the lighter side, for sure. So I'm like right at that cusp. I don't know if there's a uh, what particular weight class you would consider a medium build, but it has a a mixture of yeah. Yeah. of medium and light parts that actually work pretty well. I seem to be relatively have decent AC while being uh or just armor 
while being mobile, right? So I can get in, deal some uh, melee damage, take a hit. But uh, and I just like I just like energy weapons. I don't know why. Even though uh, me too. <laughs> the so the the kinetic right or your your typical your guns uh, yeah are definitely cool. Uh, especially if we're adding in explosions, which is its own category, but you know, or you know, all the missiles and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who doesn't want to just fire like a billion missiles and stuff? Yeah. But I do like the energy-based weapons, definitely. And then the melees really should just so you since you don't have, I don't really have too many like explosions or impact from my weapons. The melee, of course, delivers probably the most in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> So that's that's kind of why I focused a lot on that. And then if my weapons do happen to break their stagger, then I can do a devastating amount of damage with the Oh, those swords. Consumer, yeah. If they do direct hits, they're insane. Yeah, they do. Um your uh your AP, are you like below 10,000? Or do you remember? I'm at 10,000. With, 10, with my okay. current build, I'm like ten thousand four hundred or something like that. I'd call that mid range as far yeah. as weight goes. That's that's kind of what unlocked my brain. <clears throat> I went through the menu and I sorted everything by weight, and for some reason that works for me to know where I am on the on the scale of how heavy I'm making this. And then you could look at things like your boost speed and stuff. But I'm a little bit heavier on my main gal. She's uh she's she's a tanky broad. Yeah. But she's around like twelve. She's a she's a sturdy gal. <laughs> she's a battle axe. Um she's around like twelve, twelve point five thousand. Um okay. And then I use I use a lot like a mix of energy and explosives, but I don't use kinetic at all. Because I don't know, it just didn't it wasn't working for me. Um, the energy weapons do such a good, I don't know, when, when they hit, they really hit and then they like tend to burn down, um, like a, like, um, the OT damage. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, the kinetic weapons will definitely destroy the, the stagger bar like extremely quickly for a lot of them. Uh, the bigger a rifle, but I always kind of feel like that's how the game has always been, they feel a little lackluster, like the just your typical kinetic assault rifles and stuff. Yeah. It's like I want to use them because they're light. They have a fast attack speed, but yeah. I don't know. I just I used I use those big hefty laser rifles and just these giant cannons on the back. And basically I just run up into something's face, fire both those cannons. Yeah. <laughs> which at that point, I've zoomed in. They can't really dodge it. Breaks their stagger. And then, so most of my, uh, especially arena fights, wind up being like two stagger breaks and then just half of, of a health bar melted. And that's just kind of how I've been doing it. Um, and then I also have coupled with some grenade launchers, like the napalm one, that does damage over time. And so yeah. I kind of have like a damage over time um, cannon built. <laughs> And so that's that's been my go to. I do like how, again, some of that's been a part of the series, but I do like how there's different sort of status buildups 
that you can throw into the mix too, like lightning yeah. or the or, or the fire and stuff. Uh, did you find the flamethrower? Yeah, off that guy. That's yeah, yeah. just has clearly gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like because uh, that would be cool to use. I I mean, it definitely seems it's uh, definitely a close range. Oh yeah, type. yeah. So if you coupled that with a sword, I bet it would be because from what I looked up the fire status when that builds up all the way i think you'll take like severe direct hit damage once your stagger actually breaks yeah so that could be really useful that's probably good especially with like a um the impact driver thing probably just annihilate yeah i just got a lance last night like a power lance yeah that basically just has jets on the back of it and yeah i just unlocked that it's super cool I it, like how um, straight it, it goes. Yeah. It's it's not like as strong as some of the other weapons really, but but it hits a lot it, more. Yeah, it does hit a lot more and it's it's actually very the only difference is it's heavy as hell. Uh yeah. but it uh it it it's very consistent because you just rocket towards people. It's true. And hit them, but it does destroy stagger very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, oh, and laser cannons are fun too. Did you notice yeah, there's funnels can. too? Fun. I don't know. If they had that in previous Armored Court funnels. It's uh, it's from from Gundam, but it's little things that follow you around <laughs> and and shoot lasers at people. Oh, like auto turrets and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I um, I haven't used one yet, but I did. I did. Uh, I bought one last night to swap in. That's the thing. I'll buy anything that I I find interesting, and I'll just kind of have it. Ready to switch in and out. Same. Um, have you used and the reverse joint it legs? It has. Oh yeah, you... I actually I loved like the hoppers quite a bit. Uh, so I don't use them currently. I think you do have to sacrifice a lot by using them. And I think you but... have to get used to the movement. Yeah. Too. It uh it can almost be like detrimental, but just sheerly from the I guess the. Obviously, they're good kind of aerial stuff, but they they quick burst incredibly far, yeah, uh, incredibly yeah. quickly. So they they are, you know, sometimes I can get you like too far away, though. Yeah. I don't know. You do have to. I would say they are more advanced to use, definitely. I find them useful for my assassin build, where, like I said, I just basically use two laser pistols that and this is what freaking gave me carpal tunnel when i texted you the night because i'm just doing this and those oh, yeah. and i'm playing on not only that i'm playing on playstation 5 so those freaking haptic triggers they feel like actual gun triggers at this point uh, so yeah. i'm just like um and then i just have two laser or um pulse missiles on my back and so which are mostly great. what I'm focusing on is just firing and dodging. And so I like the reverse joints because you can leap without using your boost. And so you really, I don't ever really run out of boost energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah, I don't, I can't say those were in, uh, well, I just love. The addition to those, and then the fact that they really separated different leg types in this one, you know, 
there's definitely a huge impact. Of course, like tanks were always that, you know, you can carry the most amount of stuff if you have tank track legs yeah. or whatever. Um, of course, they have the smaller ones now, too, that make you pretty, pretty ridiculously fast, actually. Oh, the small tank treads? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But uh, baby tank. The quadrupeds, you know, that was never that was kind of like a bipedal sort of feeling, but it can carry more. Right. So it never really separated itself from the tank legs too, too much. Uh, right. It was like vertical thrust, maybe. But it, I love how in this one they can just permanently hover. You know? Yeah, it just turns into an airship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's what like I'll equip really heavy cannons on that go above whatever and just rain hell down and i don't have to worry about recoil i don't have to worry about you know losing out on energy too fast um it's really fun to just switch back and forth depending on what the challenge brings uh should we talk about some of the levels because there's some neat ones and i guess i should say spoiler warnings we're gonna Talk about whatever we've experienced. This yeah, it might know, be some big spoilers from here. I I'm like on chapter four. I don't know where you are. I think right around chapter four. I'm in the depths. You've done that. It sounds like we might be around the same area. Did you beat the, the lance? Did, did you beat the snake? Yeah, I beat the snake. I'm so glad you beat the snake. I wanted yeah. to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. uh, it's super cool, right? It is really cool. It, <laughs> I mean, you got your your buddy that comes out, and he's working the cannon. Yeah, and you and you kind of. I love that guy. I hope he doesn't betray Rusty. Me. I love, yeah. yeah, I know, right? He calls you buddy all the time, and um, <clears throat> I was gonna say the missions really differ in their layout. Layout, you know, you have your sometimes it's nothing but going and killing a few squads, and then you, you know, back off. I like and the G thirteen guy too. Right, they they actually now that I think about it, they have some good, they have some good personalities in there. I mean, I yeah. hate most of them, right? Especially but, Snail Man. Oh well, he he well he's supposed to be a dick. He's supposed to be a dick, but he's the worst dick. I wish he had a French accent. Which all of this it seems so unfrom software in a in a good way right like uh, it's obviously there are some characters in the souls like but they always feel very hollow right we just attach on to things like onion bro because he, he has the most personality yeah but in a group Snarky of dystopia is just i don't know yeah. if we've experienced that no but I, I i just enjoy that there are some people that i can actually feel some attachment to right yeah yeah and for a game like i'm, I'm gonna care never... if rusty dies you know i'm gonna yeah. care if i have to kill him i don't even want to kill uh mitchell or whatever and that's saying something in a game where you never see a person's face yeah you yeah. only hear their voices you only see their call sign and their emblem and then everything else is just dialogue that you get either at base or while you're around doing the missions so yeah, so you have the missions where you're just killing stuff. You have the missions where you're attacking large cannons or bases. You have the missions where you're fighting very specific hard enemies. And then you have these larger scale battlefield ones, which are my favorites, where mm. you know you might have a couple allies. And you're, you know, like Wall Climber, I think is the first one where I played that good one a mission. bunch of times. It's a good mission because 
not only, you know, do you have a variety of things to fight and, and ways to go about it, and you can really experiment with how you're kidding your build out, you can actually make tactical choices for how to go about that mission. So if there's a bunch of heavy cannons pointing your way, you can flank them. You can um, go with a build that is really agile and can like get underneath them and totally, you know, make their their uh, loadouts like arbitrary. And then you usually have a really cool boss fight in the end, like the one we're talking about with the ice snake or whatever it's called. There is for a level based design, there is so much space and and of course verticality in in the different levels that yeah. it feels like the second you go into it, there is unless if it's just like a one on one fight sort of thing, there's a lot of different ways to go about doing everything, which I think helps play into the idea of uh yeah we want you to experiment and try different things especially if this isn't working but you can definitely play this game your way oh yeah however you want it which i mean is armored core but this is this is probably armored core at its finest for everything however you can't equip four swords yeah, I know that's that's <laughs> and going well, to like a blender sort and of I, build. I kind of wish I had more arms sometimes too. You know, <laughs> everybody needs more arms. Yeah, or just more back. You know, or like why can't I put assault rifles on my feet? Like I want, I want funnels and missiles. I really don't want to decide between the two. And while we're at it, I might as well have a giant cannon on my back. On your cod piece. Uh, yes, you're back. You should well, you just know, be a giant it's like cannon. Tank, you know, tank legs, but you know, the the middle of the tank, it actually has like the tank cannon. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> I mean, it is tank. What's up, buddy? You're compensating for something? Skadoosh. Skadoosh. Um but yeah, there's a lot of cool moments. Um Sorry, I'm dying over here. Uh, there's a lot of cool moments with um, the different, you know, the chapter ending missions, I guess you would say. Um, and it usually is just a tough boss fight. Um, right. You have, I think the first one is actually where you meet Rusty. Well, you have like the attack helicopter and that one is just to tutorialize you and show you how to go about, you know, why swords are important. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's literally what it's for, which is actually good. It literally shows you, like, hey, you get know, up in that ass. Get yeah, get up in that ass and it break the stagger, do yes. damage with the sword. It's very much so needed, at least unless you come up with something that can equally stagger an enemy. Yeah, you could definitely return to that with something. Not that they let you for some reason. You have to use that build on that. And then, um, but yeah, it, it it just teaches you how to employ the right maneuvers and you know sometimes you just have to rush a boss so it can't hit you with a bunch of missiles and it's like okay this boss only shoots missiles therefore i have to get up in its face and just do a bunch of devastating attacks and then it can't do anything to me then you have like the big steamroller boss that you come up to next where the way to kill him is to make sure that you can get behind him because that's where he can't yeah. 
shield. Um, and each of them is tough until you figure out exactly what's going on. The spider was the one that kicked my ass, and I was just like, I don't know. That's uh, the sea spider. Yeah, that thing destroyed me relentlessly. I mean, the first one that kind of started to give me difficulty was, um, until I really figured things out, was the unmanned craft with the energy barrier. Um, yes. Wait. That, like, it's... It shoots like a million missiles at you and has an energy oh, yeah. shield. Yeah. Because that's yeah. like the only thing. It's, okay, so swords do break energy barriers, but the only other thing that really does any well, that's that's not true. I realize that that is actually a stat on weapons as well that you can look at, but from from my uh at least at that point in time, the only thing that I know that could break like kinetic barriers or whatever they're called, the energy shields. Yeah, yeah, is either beam swords like melee weapons or the little bubble blaster things, right? Yeah, which I tried those out once and I was like, not for me. And I moved yeah. on. Yeah, I, I really don't like them. I mean, I guess I'm, they yeah. shoot, they do a lot of like just general ship damage. Um, yeah, I mean, like they have their use. It's just, it has to be useful and appeal to your muscle memory and sensibility otherwise you're just going to be beating your head against it um and that's why i just dumped everything into explosives and lasers and i was like eh, that that's what works for me i like to i like to put all of my oomph in you know a few shots versus a couple like uh, you know rapid fire yeah but i i think that boss reiterated to me that you need to get up in that ass and oh. then and then the spider boss again had to reteach me that I was not, in fact, getting up in that ass and I needed to. It's an easy lesson to forget. That might be the last time I say that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, There's we'll still see. like, I don't know, 20 minutes left of this podcast. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, uh, luckily, the, the ice the ice worm was just easy, but just very it was systematically cool. cool. Yeah. I was cool. That was honestly. Uh, so, a weird thing for me to think about, but that was such a great use of lighting, I think, in a video yes. game, because you could see like the laser charging in the in the background just from like a big glow, like over a mountainscape that just looks like you get that sense that there is a giant ass fucking laser charging yeah. about to obliterate this thing. And like Which, four of you are just skating around on the ice around this giant worm, wondering yeah. where it's going to pop up out of the ice and you're, you're firing. And then, you know, your character has been equipped with this electric pin missile that's going to like break the first barrier of the ice worm's defense. And when I say ice worm, it is a giant robotic snake that drills into the ice and, you know, is just kind of, it, it's, you know, it's this ancient super technology. Yeah, that is constructed with some type of material that has coral sentience and <laughs> it's yeah, unmanned. Yeah, that's apparently what. But either way, I, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. They're trying so, to paint the bigger picture, which they do of the yeah. universe, which it's basically a big turf war between a bunch of factions. On this planet that I don't know why anybody wants anything to do with this planet because it seems like hell. Like cool. literally they found yeah. hell. Um, 
I mean, it's corporations that they be, became, you know, like a universal power, you know, and which is always what are we far um, from that? No, but it, yeah. this is on a, you know, like literally universal scale. Like the this would be this would be Mars if they found oil on Mars. That's yeah. what this game is. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, you, you break down the first shield and then there's, you know, rule of three for video game bosses. Uh, you break down the shield three times and your buddy Rusty shoots the giant plasma cannon, coral cannon. And it does this really cinematic thing of just dropping out the soundtrack and, and almost, you know, the ice worm comes up out of the ice and like almost freezes in midair and he adds this little one-liner. It's like, better keep your distance. <laughs> Watch like, out oh. for friendly fire. Kadoosh! Yeah, it's great. Uh, it is, Jap- uh, the Japanese really know how to make a cool fight scene. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's a lot of that game is, uh, again, my, my whole recollection of the Armor Core series is playthrough mission playthrough mission whatever playthrough mission like this is great but I, i'm just running through now all of a sudden i'm fighting some some God. boss <laughs> that has some yeah some it's like there's apparently some big significance that i completely missed the memo about um because it never said anything about it right and bam yeah. beat that into the game you know like that's yeah. it that's all that's going on uh this is like way more build up, way more interaction between the different characters. But there's different characters to interact with, really. Yeah. Uh, other than just your 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 typical previous AI or yeah. handler, or whatever was in the original ones. Um, it kind of reminds me. Um, I had flashbacks to the Radon fight from Elden Ring. Yeah. Where you all these people that you've been doing missions with and talking to. They all gather in this big battlefield, and all of a sudden, this gigantic titan comes from the moon to destroy you. And now it's just like it, it's very similar in that. So clearly, they've that's an example of what they've culminated with and, yeah. and brought to this game that may not have been there without the the strides that FromSoft has taken. I kind of like I like the ship to a more narrative experience. I mean, it's still more not environmental storytelling but environmental storytelling right they are painting again they're painting the picture of the, the this whole universe and everything that armored core is really about and trying to delve more into um i guess the different sort of things that go on between these uh warring companies really yeah uh, and the mercenaries that fight for them and I guess the idea of modified humans, like a lot of the mercenaries are, or if not all, are like modified humans. Genetically modified through coral. Well, it's it's like they they use coral yeah. to modify their bodies, right? Because there's some type of symbiosis shit going on there. I don't know, right? Yeah. So from the start, it's very clear that whoever you are, you know, you're a tool, and yeah. then you start to communicate with this ethereal presence um, with a, with a lady voice. And she starts yeah. telling you about, I don't I have no idea what's going on, but I'm either. actually interested. I like in it. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I, I want, I want more. I hope it's just, it continues to be at, at least as fleshed out as it is so far. You know, because yeah. that's, that's almost more than we've gotten from from software games ever. Yeah, on the nose, you know, storytelling. Except for maybe like Sekiro. Uh, I guess yeah. Sekiro is 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 a bit. more... It's more of a linear experience, I would right. say. Um, a little bit. But yeah, and like after you beat that ice worm, it's just like it's about to get crazy. Like here's chapter four or or whatever chapter it is, and so it really. It I don't know that it's a midpoint, but it feels kind of like a midpoint of the game. Honestly, the game's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And apparently, you know, when you go through New Game Plus, there's different missions and stuff. Ooh. Uh, so that and different like endings and outcomes. Whatnot. I still find myself terrified that it's just going to hand my ass to me. I'm just going to hit a wall. But, you know, you can always take to the Internet and find cheap builds or something if you really get stuck. It's true. But hey, I mean, I <laughs> when I say that spider boss just beat me down relentlessly it beat me down relentlessly until i was just like okay like you know what do i really need to do here or at least what works for me is let's go back to what from software literally told me from the beginning all right get good matt get into its face yeah change things up get up in that ass all right last time i swear (laughs) last time here's the important question are you Using a shield. No. Me neither. <laughs> okay. Shields are for, you know. Certain people. <laughs> I used a shield one time and I was like, yeah. I, I haven't used it. I think it's a really cool addition uh, that they just have that. I'm always fine with more options, but you have to pass up either an extra gun or missiles or cannon or whatever you want to put on your back for that. It's no. simple. If you're blocking, you're not firing. That is true. I mean, you're still firing with like this hand and the two shoulder mounted weapons, but this hand is just blocking when it could be firing and shooting something something else. Yeah. (laughs) Or slashing, whatever. I mean, obviously, I think, especially in a melee oriented build, you could definitely use it to help you get in closer. Um, without taking too much damage, maybe in like a really light build, but I, you know, then I'm really just going to be focused on dodging and getting in their face super quick. Getting in, getting, getting up in, up in that. No, getting up. (laughs) You want to say it? There's a time and a place. All right. We're not talking about boss fights here. We're just talking about generally going around. First of all, you can get up in anything's ass. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they die relatively quick. They, you know, I could, or I could just shoot them twice with my with my beam weapon. That's what it's there for. But you don't ever come up to like a helicopter that's you could boost into and kill it. But you just decide to use your strongest weapon just to flex, just to just to like, oh yeah, to, to d- destroy it on an ethereal level. I'm gonna charge up this shotgun, this shotgun blast to shoot just a giant beam that you know surrounds it basically. At like an uh, Apache helicopter. How cool is destroying warships? Oh, and just getting my up God, to the to the bridge and literally just pulling a pulling a like a Gundam 101 sort of thing and destroying I, the bridge. 
I've refrained from saying it until now, but this, and I know for a lot of people, like, Armored Core was more significant than Gundam ever was, but I was more into Gundam during the period where, you know, this game is hearkening back to for me, which is the PlayStation 2 era. Uh, I loved Gundam games, even though a lot of them sucked. I loved Gundam shows. Uh, And this is kind of like the ultimate Gundam experience that you can get in 2023. Like this... It's well, not just Armored Core. You can really approach it with an understanding of like how Gundam Wing or G Gundam worked. I feel like mechs as a whole are always just one big thing, right? Like yeah. one big community. Uh, and it, it, it's all like, I don't know. If you like Armored Core, you probably like Gundam. If you like Gundam, you want anything that you can get your hands on video game wise that, that that has max right but they animate uh, the shit out of this one just not they, even just but the yeah dialogue. They, no, they definitely animate the shit out of this not one. even just the dialogue sure. the way you move where you're yeah. like do 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 and then you like blow past someone turn around and do like a, a 360 sword strike and, yeah. and you're just like that was freaking cool <laughs> yeah no they which is definitely awesome. And I think a lot of the art design and the, the mech designs and stuff were guys from Gundams and guys from, uh, which you can definitely see from yeah. uh, Evangelion. Especially the legs. Yeah. Um, well, Evangelion for that, one of the first light uh, mech designs with the with the shoulder yeah. things that come up yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... Definitely yeah. the Evangelion guys. But then, yeah, I mean, a lot of Gundam here. And it does feel very animu, which you, you, you that, that, that's what you want. That's it what we what all want. want. Yeah. yeah, when you're playing mech. Yeah, that's why yeah. I like Armored Core Four so much because it just felt like I could finally really be fast and just get up all up in that ass. And this this intensifies that. Intensifies. It does. It does. Um. Yeah, I'm into this, and I like. I think my favorite thing was that it took one mission and barely like the first 10 seconds of that mission for me to grasp the control of the mech. And I was just like, Oh yeah, no, this is intuitive. Everything on this controller makes total sense. Everything with each of these weapons makes total sense. So I feel like if I put this down to play some other stuff and come back to it later, just to like, Oh, I want to play some more armored core for a little bit. It's not going to be this gigantic learning curve to get back into the game. I'll just be able to pick it up and and play a little bit more. Uh, and I think that's going to be a good setup for like the rest of the year or when I just yeah. want to dip back in. Because there's a lot of game. There is. Starfield comes out in five days. But uh, I know. So far, I just I'm I'm not disappointed with this one at all. That's relieving. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is just it's good and it 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 has surprised me in a lot of ways that I just did not expect, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, I expected the game to be shorter. I didn't expect all these sort of story elements that I actually care about, right? Uh coming to play. Um all the the Ace Armor Core has always had build diversity, but this really yeah. feels like there is a maybe a significant difference between how this thing plays and this thing plays, which is awesome. It Uh, feels completely realized. 
Yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah, like how Armored Core should have always been yeah, from the get go. It doesn't feel like or want it to be. Yeah, it may not it may not deliver for everybody, but it feels like a complete experience. Yeah. Like I don't really have I can't think of what I really could complain about with it. I've tried. Um like I, said, it, I just have one and I just don't even know. It's like I'm conflicted. I, I almost enjoy how it, it does remind me of like the PlayStation 2 area of gaming. Yeah. I would yeah. just like to see what, what more it could possibly do, you know. Yeah, if it was a little broader in scope, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, would it be the same game if it wasn't segmented yeah. the way it is? Yeah, yeah I really yeah. don't know. Because you're really yeah. optimizing when you go on these missions and when you try yeah. to complete them, it's very run based. Uh, and I mean, your missions could be 10 minutes. They could be two minutes. Some of them are over like that. And it's just, you know, that's just how it works. Um, Which is actually good because sometimes you just want like those short missions. And those are especially good for farming up money early, I think. Yeah, it's not a super tall order to do that. I do wish. Okay, one nitpick, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Um some of the some of the missions really try to be sneaky and oh, that yeah. can be annoying like there's one where it's like well, you have to defend against all these warships that are coming in and um basically the PCA or whatever the the big the people that got the ice worm in the first place and and sent that off they're like oh you have to defend this space station or this um spaceport from this attacking force and you get there and you in so what i did for that mission was i loaded up on everything that i thought would be useful in that mission you get to the mission and it's a it's just kind of a um a bait and switch now there's two mechs that have destroyed everything and it's a it's like a two-on-one fight and you're like okay that's great. I wasn't prepared for that at all. And now I basically just have to reload and reassemble. I think you picked a different mission than me when it first gives you the choice. Gives you a choice? Yeah, so it uh, right before is that right before or after? It's before you fight the Ice Worm, I know that. And, and yeah, so before that, there is a mission where it literally says you have a choice. Either uh, attack the PCA special forces or work with the um, the Liberation Front and uh, whatever they're called. Yeah. With, yeah. Hmm. The the people that are from the planet um, to... The losers? Just, yeah. And, and destroy one particular uh, one particular like enemy, like tank enemy thing. And so, if you choose you, whichever one you choose, you can't you can't do the other one. And I think that actually starts to split oh. the storyline up a little bit, maybe. But I don't know. I thought you just got all the missions, and I don't remember having in this particular. Them, yeah, in this particular it. case, it literally just so it's it's like you have like four missions at the time, brand new missions, two or whatever. And this it literally says on it, there's a little icon, and you you hover over the mission, uh. and it says choice they should make that more clear 
I did not <laughs> notice that. Uh, um, they should, especially, there's no, like, introduction to them being like, hey, you, you know, you can't do both. Yeah. You don't have enough time to do both. You got to do one yeah. or the other. But sometimes I would like the briefings to be a little bit more clear about what you're going to do. And I get, like, story stuff, but it's like, okay, I brought my tank. I should have brought something completely different because you it's... told me I would be doing this. <laughs> well, so, the... Well, hold on. The well, <clears throat> are those like the uh, assassin guys or whatever? That might be before that. I don't remember entirely. All I know is they were saying, "Defend this base from an attacking army." Yeah. And then you get there, and the army's been destroyed, and there's like two. It, the mission winds up being not what it's supposed to be, and it's yeah. like, well, that would've been nice to know. And then going back and replaying them. It's not always clear what. Sometimes I want to go play, replay a mission that doesn't include a giant boss fight, and yeah. it doesn't always tell you when a boss is included in that mission yeah. when you're replaying. And, and I, I wish most that was of the time there. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little annoying for replaying. But other than that, it's fine. You just have to remember, I guess. But that's it. That's Armored Core Six. We that both is. clearly like it a lot. Yeah, I could go on forever, but. Anything else uh, important to say? Not really. I mean, I guess if I had a little another gripe, I feel like a lot of this performance, the game actually runs remarkably well, like insanely mm -hmm. well. Like, there's literally no problems whatsoever on my like medium hardware computer um, running on uh, at least high settings here. But there isn't too much detail which is one of the reasons why it runs probably exceptionally well so oh I feel yeah like there it's hard to really um understand the scale sometimes like when you're seeing buildings you know there isn't too many like cars or anything like that that would really give you that sense of of that Imagine. how big of a mech you are and then there's other just objects that are just so ridiculously large you're yeah. just kind of like well I don't know. I still feel like a. Human. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's sometimes a diorama, like a diorama feel to things, yeah. or like that you're looking at an asset build instead of a really finely designed yeah. world. Um. Yeah. Like you're not seeing cars driving around and details on the buildings. It's mostly just like building one, building two, stuff to put on top of the building, and you know but you're not yeah, getting a lot of detail. It. Which also does feel just very PlayStation, PlayStation 2. 2 yeah. Yeah, yeah, era, for sure. It's, like, like, no, they, it's all about the big picture, not, like, don't look too hard. Don't yeah. look too hard at them. Because <laughs> yeah, I do find myself stopping, them. especially in, like, the destroyed and flooded cities. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it looks cool. But then I'm like, it looks, it looks fake. Yeah, yeah. It just it feels like I'm playing PlayStation Two, you know. Yeah. Not that like some things look quite amazing, you know. And yeah, yeah. the mechs look awesome, very well detailed there. <laughs> Extremely, that was clearly the focus. Those things look freaking real. That is like some of the things that I'm talking about, where I wish they could find out a way to make it maybe a little bit more immersive. <laughs> I mean, even yeah. if that's you know a world where I'm flying around and big ships to get the planets to drop in to do missions or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. There you have it. Um, we will probably, 
I don't know that we'll be ready to talk Starfield because thinking schedule-wise, um, that's coming out, yeah, pretty much a week from today. So we'll be just starting that up. Um, but the following week will probably be Starfield week where we talk about Ooh, our first Wednesday. 10. Yeah, it's coming out Wednesday, which is a weird date for release. Um, so we'll probably do a retrospective episode next week. Um, we're still working through that format and what we're maybe considering evolving it into. But for now, you know, maybe we'll just focus on retrospective. And then the following week, we'll talk about Starfield. Um, if you have any questions, as always, please send them in to nerdinggrounds at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube social medias, TikTok, all that jazz. Um, and most importantly, be kind and enjoy your week and or weekend. Bye. Bye-bye.